Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. You can find me personally at Justin Bizarro, again, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. If you want to find this show or the other shows we do, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And any of your platforms that you listen on, you can just type in my last name and all four of the shows that we do will pop up there. So with that being said, I have a very special guest back with us. Her food literally blew me away when she sent it to us. Um, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about more about her story. But Mary Olga Calderon of Moe's Bunt Cakes from Miami, Florida, how are you doing today? Hi, Justin. Thank you again for inviting me to your show. I love to share our story with your with your audience. So, I mean, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, and I'm just going to repeat it for the audience. Literally, it's the best bun cake I've ever had. And my cousin Ryan, who's I think the audience probably knows I talk about him a lot. He actually works for Webstrant Store. Now he used to work for us and our when I had an equipment company called Colorquip. And then he moved over to the Webstrant store. And uh, he tries bun cakes, him and his wife, Kat. Um, actually, interestingly, Deborah was the, the ordained minister um, that married them in Colorado in Alathea Park, uh, and uh, which is the name of their daughter, just for the audience. But they try bun cakes wherever they go. They Every time we go to see them, they request we bring bun cakes from some place near us or someone that they're coming to their party they request it so they can try different bun cakes they literally were blown away by your bun cakes uh i was blown away by your bun cakes and we talked a little bit about it they're not overly sweet and they have an underlying savoriness that makes you like for lack of a better term want more so i really have to we're going to go back to this i want to just talk about it with the audience because i think you are maybe introducing some new flavors here and there um, and obviously it's like apple season and pumpkin season. So I'm curious if you get into that type of thing with your bun cakes, but. Well, first I want to, I want to, I want to thank you for that introduction. I'm very yeah. humble and, and excited, you know, that you loved our, our cake and we do get a lot of people raving about it. And that's kind of what keeps me going on a daily basis. Um, so yeah, like we, we, we have our signature flavors, uh, that people love, but at the same time, every month we launch new flavors. Like you say, we do, um, have a, a pumpkin spice that will be coming along. We also, um, for the holidays, for example, we do a coquito bun cake, which, uh, for the ones that don't know what coquito is, it's similar to an eggnog. It just doesn't have any egg. It's just based out of coconut. It's uh, very typical of Puerto Rico during the holiday season because it does have rum in it. Um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, so um, we try to bring a little bit of these flavors into what we do. That's coming up for the holidays, and everybody's like looking forward to 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 that. But yes, every month we do like new flavors during the summer. We had um, what we called our summer flavors, where we had orange, key lime, coconut. Um, so yeah, we we like to to switch it up uh, all the time. How do you come up with the ideas for the different seasons? I mean, is it something you grew up with? I mean, you mentioned like you grew up baking and this was a part of your history and you didn't like things over necessarily sweet. You wanted to be able to enjoy them uh, over the long run. But how do you come up with the, the new flavors, the new ideas? I mean, we've 
again, you've been in business for three years, so this is still somewhat new for all intents and purposes, and you've only been through so many seasons uh, in reality it's, to um, have this seasonality. Yeah, it's funny. Obviously, we take into consideration what people consider traditional for each season, and we try to switch it up. At the same time, it's funny because the one that comes up with the flavors of the month now is uh, my, my 21-year-old daughter. Um, she's a forensic chemistry student, uh, college student, and she has a gift for it. She kind of goes in the kitchen and comes up uh, with 10 different flavors in, in, a, in a few minutes. And uh, obviously some are, are more uh, delicate than others. Some tra don't travel well. So we take, a, there's a series of factors that we take into consideration when we are deciding what the next flavor of the month is gonna be. Um, we wanna make it, I always think of the stuff that, that we would like, you know, to see uh, people people do. Um, and then, you know, take it, take it from there. Uh, we also try to add a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, our Latin culture flavors into, into what we do. To, to make them accessible and to expose the, you know everyone to, to, to some of these flavors. That's why we have like guava or dulce de leche, uh, Nutella. So I think that you know, makes us a little bit different from, from what other uh, banquet companies might be doing. And I think that was part of um, the original um, idea or behind the concept. Um, one of the things that I thought of and I mentioned it was, I, I did grow up around baking. My grandmother, my mom, they were always baking you know for for the family um and i always think that people associate uh, bun cakes with you know home baking and with grandma's uh, cakes that type of thing but i also wanted them to to make it cool and 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 new for you know for for our customers so that's uh, a little bit of everything that goes into the thoughts uh, when we're um, coming up with new flavors I love the the aspect of your daughter being involved and only 21 years old because I mean as an entrepreneur I mean you started this company it was your baby right it's something that you sort of pivoted into uh, in your career like how has that been I mean because I mean you're still the boss I assume um, but how do you manage that relationship with her because she's obviously got the creative power and just because you built something doesn't mean you're the only one to scale it. Um, and I think you've built something, but she's now involved in scaling this business and being involved in the recipes. How do you manage that? And I mean, are there rules I would say? And, and does she respect you as the boss? And, and how do you manage all that? Cause I think sometimes that the father, daughter, father, son, mother, daughter, mother, son relationship can be hard as entrepreneurs. Um, I think it's funny. So she, she's an only child. Um, uh, I mean, I was uh, a single mother for, you know, the majority of her life. So I think she uh, is also sort of very mature for her age. And she, um, we have a relationship where we, I'm able to talk to her about uh, uh, a lot of aspects of the, of the business. And she does have that um, sense, sense uh, of, of the business where she, she can come up with like very good ideas or, or always gives me like very good input. At the same time, she's my number one cheerleader in the sense that, you know, whenever I'm beating myself up or, you know, or, or things are not going my way, she's always reminding me of everything that we've accomplished in such a, a short amount of time. Um, but I think when it comes to 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 her, um, I allow her to become to be creative during the process of, of coming up with new flavors. 
Um, so I don't really get involved into what she's doing there. Basically, she 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 tries them out, uh, we test them out, and then um, you know she basically writes the recipes for 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 us to follow. Um, so I do respect that aspect of her, and then she she respects my decision in terms of whether we we decide to incorporate them uh, or not. Um, just because I might look at aspects uh, more aspects from from the business side, like I just mentioned, like our cake, you know, might be. Uh, too fragile for shipping or or things like that. So while it might be an amazing uh, flavor, amazing cake, you know, I might not put it out out there in the in the forefront. So I think there's a lot of mutual respect. Um, she does still see me as the as the as the boss, um, but at the same time, she she considers it to be her baby as well. I mean, she's a full time student um, um, out of state, so she's not here full time. But when she's here during the holidays and and, and during the summertime, um, she does get involved and she goes into the kitchen and she basically lays lays all this out for the for the for the coming for the coming months. Um, so it's been like very um, a, a very important part of this journey for me to be able to share with her uh, because at the end of the day I always say, well, you know, it's it's my baby, but it's something I'll I'll hope to pass along to you um, someday. This is just a very cool thing. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, um, and she'll, she probably is going to listen to this. So I just want to ask it. I mean, you're obviously proud of her. She's And being a single mom is probably a difficult situation. Uh, I, I can't relate to that, obviously. Um, but I can imagine what it's like uh, that it was difficult. So you're obviously proud of her. What other than her ability to do R&D, I mean, I obviously, that's a huge thing, like to be able to create recipes and create good flavors and come up with ideas and, and be able to have other individuals who love it that buy your product. I mean, that's a, a, a staple of um, entrepreneurism in and of itself and a badge of honor, a badge of being an entrepreneur and a capitalist and industrialist because you guys are part of building an industry here in, around Bundt Cakes. I do believe that. You're obviously a capitalist. You start a business, but she's an entrepreneur, and you're an entrepreneur in that you've really created something and created a legacy and a future, and it's creating jobs. And obviously, she's your legacy as well. What are the other things you feel that she brings to you, uh, to your life, that that help you, for lack of a better term, be a good entrepreneur or a good parent? Because, I mean, we can say we're good parents, but our kids sometimes help us in that. I think um, with my daughter, I, I try to, to give her the, the liberty to be her, her own person. And I think that she surprises me every day in terms of, like, you know, like her, her strong, her beliefs are how she, she has her mindset on certain things and she goes after them. Um, she, I, I am extremely, extremely pr- uh, proud of her. Um, and I always say I'm the type of, 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 of mother that I I'm happy with her um, doing whatever makes her happy. So you know I'm not the type of mother that necessarily wants her to follow in my footsteps or, or do exactly what I'm doing. I, I've always wanted to give her the liberty to to follow her dream, her dreams and her path, and you know see where where it leads her as long as she's happy. Um, it so happens that you know she she does enjoy being involved in the business in certain things. Uh, I think, like I mentioned, she's studying forensic chemistry. I think that chemistry aspect of what she likes 
um, and the scientific part translates into the recipe uh, and to creating recipes at the same time because a recipe at the end of the day is sort of a formula. Yeah. So I think that's why for her it's a, a little bit of a, a natural thing. Like she, she, and she is a foodie as well. So she, she likes to, oh, if I put a little bit of this or I put a little bit of that, um, then she comes up with these, these flavors. Uh, I think more than anything, she brings um, balance to my life in the sense that sometimes she, I tend to be a little bit of a workaholic or I carry a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. And she always reminds me that it's okay. I need to take time for myself and, and enjoy what I'm doing. And I think that's something that for me is very valuable because I forget. I forget. Um, but, uh, you know, she, um, I, I just want her to follow her dreams and what, what she likes. I think that she is the biggest cheerleader of the whole, the whole project. And she's extremely proud of what we've accomplished. Um, but she's more of a behind the scenes uh, person as well. So, you know, she, she's a little bit uh, more shy than I am. So she says, um, but you know, but she, but she, she, she feels proud and, and, and loves to, to, you know, to see how the, how the business evolving. It's, um, it's really cool because I think that you guys are really a good team, like your experience in marketing and your experience in business and world travel and traveling and doing business all over the, over the world, um, matched with her scientific ability and i will agree with you 100 percent. recipe good recipe writing is the same as science particularly in chemistry or adding things together and and tracking those things because making a recipe is actually food chemistry and but also the thing that i think probably complements it a lot is the processes and procedures because in chemistry you always have to note the order you put things together and you have to note how the thing is so you can repeat the process so if you need to go back and tweak something to come up with a hypothesis you're tweaking it and you know what you did previously in order to go back and fix it so it's interesting because i think it makes you guys a really good team um you're similar obviously i'm sure but you're also different in a lot of ways so i'm interested to see where this goes particularly because you guys are doing well particularly like i said they're the best bun cakes I've ever tried, and I eat them all over the world. And I'm not kidding the audience about this. Like, if you if I were to recommend a, a few products on this podcast, there are a bunch. Um, but I gotta tell you, this is the one I will literally I would stake my life on this one. How good it is, uh, and oh being in the food business as long as I have, it's very rare that I get blown away. Not only was I blown away by the food. I was blown away by the packaging. I was blown away by the messaging. I was blown away by the custom card that you sent with a thank you. All of those huh. things matter, um, especially because, yes, there's a lot of good bun cakes out there. Okay, there's probably a lot of great bun cakes out there. There's probably a lot of excellent bun cakes out there. But you have the best one, and it's re, it's like reaffirmed and it's anchored down with all the layering that you do. I mean, your packaging is just phenomenal, okay? And the ability to take it with you or put it in your bag or carry it to work as a snack just blows me away. And it's not in a packaging that would cause damage to the product. It holds the integrity of the product. And for me, 
it's so well thought out because so many entrepreneurs get into the game and they don't think about the shipping. They don't think about the delivery of the product. They don't think about keeping it good. They're just worried about selling it and getting it as, to as many people as they can. And so this, I just want to anchor that with the audience. Like if you order Moe's Bunt Cakes, you're going to get an experience well beyond just how amazing the flavor is because it is amazing. And I will say order a variety because with each one, like the Nutella one, like I'm a fan of Nutella to begin with, but I love that one. And I did love the guava one. I didn't think I would like it because <laughs> guava to me is hit or miss depending on, you know, what kind of mood I'm in, yeah. but it was phenomenal. It was it was incredible. And I'm always like, I, like my brain just runs wild just being in the food entrepreneur because I'm always like, oh, what if they did like strawberry or blueberry or, or blackberry or raspberry or banana or like a banana foster or whatever, you know? So my mind keeps going. And you just talked about all the ones you guys do seasonality. So I'm sure like at some point as a consumer and as someone who's now one of your fans, I literally have to try all the different flavors. You're, I'm going to be like, I'm constantly looking at the website being like, okay, it's now time to really start thinking about this. How do I get on, you know, the Moe's Bunt Cake Club where I just pay a monthly fee and you send me your Bunt Cake of the month, a few of them every month, and I get them, you know, and if you haven't thought of that idea, I will be the first one to sign up for that. It's funny, we're in the process of developing that, so yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I mean, even if it's like I get to pick two every month plus the flavor of the month, I don't know, but the variety, I'm drooling. Like my mouth is watering. I'm like Pavlov's dog right now. I rang my own bell and uh, I really I'm appreciate so it. I'm so, I'm so flattered, really. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm so happy that you enjoyed our, our cake. And I'm really happy that you uh, noticed or, or uh, were able to appreciate the whole um, thought process that went into the packaging and, and created the concept because I did want it to be experiential for, for our customers. I did want people to, you know, a lot of times you see a lot of beautiful products out there, uh, especially now that you're so, we're also used to buying online and you might see something beautiful and then when you receive it, you, you're disappointed. So I didn't want people to feel that way. I wanted people to be blown away when they receive it. So um, I'm so happy that we, we accomplished that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You definitely accomplished it. And like I've shipped food all over the world, like and we package food and meals to homes and on a daily basis. And like the thought process, like blown away by it and the delivery of it really and the the integrity of the product, not only in the flavor, but like its structure, just blown away by all of it, especially because the mail or FedEx or UPS don't always handle things very well. And, you know, throw it at the door and leave it outside. Don't let you ring the doorbell, even though it's food. And so, but all of it handled really well. And I've been raving about it for, since I've got it, you know, and everyone's probably thank like, you, Justin, you. shut up about the bun cakes. But I'm like, <laughs> everywhere I go, I was just in Nashville for like a week and a half. And I was talking to everyone about the bun cakes. Oh, you need to order these wholesale for your food truck and sell them. I guarantee your business would go up. Like I'm literally, you don't have dessert on your food truck. You don't have dessert and you're rushing. You need to order these bun cakes in. It will change your business. <laughs> I'm literally telling them that. And so, and and just recommending it to people that I meet. Random strangers so too. They're like, who is this guy talking about the bun cakes? <laughs> but I'm a food guy. So 
and I wouldn't consider myself a foodie, but I every once in a while there's food that really catches my attention. And that's why I've asked you to be back on. I really appreciate you sending me those those bun cakes. It changed my life. And uh, that <laughs> I'm not kidding because I'm not a dessert person either. Just, I mean, for the audience, I don't have a sweet tooth. I generally don't eat sweets. Uh, I'll have like a Snickers bar every once in a while. And I do like pie if it's not too sweet. But generally, I find desserts too sweet um, or oversweetened. And to try to get people to like them and it overcompensates for the flavor and you get that sugar f- flavor and the sweetness but you don't get all the flavors in the flavor profile which I did get with yours which I will say also and if I can eat multiple ones of them in a sitting just so the audience knows that's a big deal because I usually can't you know I like cookies uh, but I can't generally eat more than one or two cookies at a time like I just I'm not that person even Girl Scout cookies which I love um, even though I'm not a sweet person, I just like them because they come around every once in a while, but I don't, I'm not a person to eat more than two because I get overwhelmed by the sweetness. That was not the case here. This was, I could eat them all day long. I think even at one point I ate one for breakfast, um, that I like sm- smuggled away from everyone so no one could find it because worried everyone's going to eat them. The cinnamon is delicious with coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, because in, in, in when you have good food in your home, everyone knows this as a family. Everyone tries to eat it. So I'm like hiding it from people, uh, from my family members. So let's talk about transition a little bit here. How has your life changed personally since starting this business? Like you're, you're a full-blown food entrepreneur now. There's no doubt about it. Like how has your life changed as a result of this business? Oh, my life has changed uh, completely. I think, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, definitely uh, it's an adventure and it's something that you have to like really believe and be passionate, I think, about what you're doing. Um, because, you know, you have, you have your ups and downs, especially when, when, you're, when you're starting out. Um, everything is unknown at the beginning. So, uh, for me, um, I started the business out of my out of my home originally. Um, thankfully, we didn't last very long there, uh, but it did affect my 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 personal life at one point uh, because everything was um, going around the around the business, and that's something like I mentioned before that I've had to kind of like learn to to balance out a little bit. Um, but my life has cha- changed completely. I think it's very. Di- I, I come from the corporate background, so um, you know when you're working for for a big corporation. Uh, Everything's uh, very structured and safe in a way. And I think that when you um, decide to become an entrepreneur on your go on your own, um, it has a lot of rewards, but then, you know, there's a lot of risks and, and things that you have to, to take into consideration. Um, I think the biggest difference is that you don't ever turn your switch off about, about work because I think everywhere you go, you're looking for like new ideas or, you know, you see something that kind of like triggers uh, something, uh, on what you're doing or how to continue to grow your business. Um, I think um, it has changed uh, in the sense that now everyone's very happy to see me every time I go show up anywhere because they automatically think I'm showing up with cakes, um, which is uh, uh, a fun thing. Uh, but yeah, my life has changed uh, completely. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's in a good way uh, as well. I think it's been a, a roller coaster. Um, because we continue to to see like new opportunities or 
we 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 continue to have people reach out to us that really liked our like our product and you know um, wanna you know carry it or 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 sell it or so it has continued to expand uh, the the business. Originally, I started mostly thinking of it was going to be just the e-commerce platforms. Now it's also expanded a little bit more into the wholesale aspect of it, uh, which allows us to reach out on more people. And it's been, um, it's also been a challenge for me because not coming from the from the food industry, uh, I've had to you know go through that learning process and um, get out. It's forced me to go out of my comfort zone and and look into you know things that that were unknown for me before. But I like a challenge. So at the same time, uh, it just pushes me to continue to go every day. And, and I want to, I'm going to anchor something back for a second and then I'm going to ask the next question. You should come up with a s'mores uh, bun cake, by the way. I don't know if you've already got one in the list. But when, when My it, daughter did, did a s'mores one that it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. So that, that'll be coming soon. Because I think their packaging and stuff, particularly for hunters, or people that go camping, like your packaging is perfect for that, um, for the wear and tear, for stuffing into a bag and not having it get smashed, uh, be a dessert, especially if you're like destination hiking to a campground or a campsite or something. And it just, the integrity, like I said, holds up very well. So that's one. Number two is um, my actual question, because I just wanted to go back to that because I forgot to mention that. But the... You're starting to hire employees, I have to assume. Your business is growing. Like, What are the principles or the core values um, that you feel are important as an entrepreneur for yourself and for your business? Like, How do you decide who, who works for you? How do you decide how, how to grow this company? Um, and what are those principles? And there's kind of two questions there, I guess. One is like you as an entrepreneur, what are the core values that you think have made you successful? But also then what are the principles you're sort of running this business by and looking for individuals who will uh, work in this business? Does that make sense, the question? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we, we try to surround ourselves, uh, or I try to surround myself with people that share the same, uh, the same core values uh, uh, as me. Um, you know, I, I love to see uh, people that bring in collaboration because I always think it's a team effort. I don't think, you know, we could do it um, if it was just one one person. I think that, um, you know, so that for me, teamwork, it's um, it's super important. And trust is obviously um, uh, a good one, I think, in anything that I do. I think, um, you know, there's so many, like, innovation, you know, integrity. I think mostly also passion. I think that uh, when you're in the food business, you have to enjoy what you do um, because you know it's a lot. It's long hours. A lot of times, it's a lot of hours standing up. So it could even be you know uh, difficult, like um, physically, uh, for a person. So if your mind and your passion is not there, um, then I don't think you know this is the this is uh, the business for for you. Um, and I think that those things are 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 very important to me. Um, also people that are uh, responsible that's, a, that's key which nowadays sometimes is difficult um, when you're looking for, for people and I think one of the things is also people that um, are looking for self-improvement you know that you want to um, 
you know, they want to continue to grow. So uh, I'd love to see that people that are starting out with us and can continue to grow with the company. Um, I've always applied that, you know, throughout my career and other things that, I do, that I've done. And I think it's it's key, you know, when you're able to help. And we were talking about this before the interview started, you know, when you, you have someone work for you and you're able to see them grow and continue, you know, in their own path. I think that's important as well. So I do think uh, of, I mean, I want, you know, our team to be and our employees to be more like a, like a family. And that's how we, you know, grow the business. Um, and I think um, for, for that, it's important to, you know, to trust, to trust your team. I think this is really incredible. Um, and you've got this really well thought out. The, let's talk about like why do you think you've had the success you've had? I mean, if you could go back and think about the things you've done right in your business that if you were to talk to any other entrepreneur, you'd recommend this to them or tell them to do this. Do do you have an idea of what those things are that you've done well that made a difference in your business? I think um, my marketing background, he really played a a difference in, in what I'm doing. And I think our, our timing happened to be um, to be right. Um, and what I mean about timing is that I think um, I mentioned that you know I started the the, the whole uh, business right in the middle of COVID. Um, I think that you know as much as we're we are used to to buying online, not necessarily people were used to buying food online um, when we started out. Um, so I think timing wise, that was something that, um, that, that helped our, our business. Um, and then the marketing background, I think, um, for us has been the, the biggest differentiator in the sense that, um, I did put a lot of thought into, um, our, our packaging, you know, so not only is it, um, is it safe for, for shipping? And like you said, it's very like grab and go type of things people love our cake jars because they can just like take them and, and like you said throw them in their purse and continue to grow but at the same time um, the whole packaging is thought out for special occasions I think that we uh, there's always something to celebrate in life or there's something that you always want to uh, gift food like whether it's thank you get well congratulations like there's so many different things that you just want to have a little um, detail or give someone special in your life and um, we provide that through 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 our packaging, and um, and I think I did take the time at the beginning to 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 build our website, um, to have a good photography. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to transmit to people through through images and through 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 videos. Um, you know what the cakes taste like, because once you try them, you're 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 blown away and, and you're in love with them. But at first, is how do you get people to be interested in, in, in your product? Especially when obviously there's so much competition out there and there's like great, um, uh, great companies that, that um, uh, sell bun cakes as well. Um, but all those things, I think, uh, were the most in, important for, for us. I think that's what caused um, companies like Edible Arrangements, for example, they reached out to us directly. Um, and when they, reached out, um, my, you know, I was like, have you tried my cakes? How did you learn about us? And their, 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 their answer was um, through e-commerce um, and social media. So I think that the time that it, and money that I invested on that at the beginning has paid off in the, in the long run. I like this a lot. I, and 
like let's talk a little bit about this because you have these you know the things that have worked for you we talked about the principles that have made you successful where are you hoping this goes like where do you see this going you're obviously working on new flavors you talked about i think it was before we got on the phone about wholesaling and stuff like that we've talked about like a membership club a week a monthly membership club like Let's sort of dive into those things, but where are you hoping this goes? Like, what are the ideas in your head? Um, is it is there a brick and mortar in your future, or or how do you see this all evolving uh, in the current direction you're going? Yeah, I think the brick and mortar, um, it, you know, will be uh, uh, one of the next steps to to follow, especially because we get um, asked that question all the time: where can we where can we get you, and we want to make it accessible for 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 everyone. Um, the business, like I said, originally, um, I, I was not uh, pursuing the wholesale aspect of it as much, but it has continued to, to, to knock on our door. So we have seen a, a lot of growth on the, on that end. Um, we recently, uh, a couple of months started selling through Amazon, um, which also, you know, gives us another platform and another, um, way to reach, uh, consumers. Um, and I think there's so many different avenues right now of um, where where to go that we're in that process of of um, of seeing what makes sense. The brick and mortar, I think, it's totally um, something that we'll we'll see um, in the near future. Um, we continue to evolve with our flavors. Um, we recently launched uh, a few months ago our gluten-free version of our cakes as well. Um, and we are um, about to get kosher certified, so we'll be able to to provide that also. So I think there's a, there's like the sky's the limit. There's so many different opportunities and things that we want to do. Um, we're just uh, taking them um, one one at a time. This is very cool. I, I really like this. Um, like, what would you say the biggest lessons you have learned as an entrepreneur are up till now? Like, we talked a little bit about it on the, the last podcast. We did the episode and we dove a little bit into it, but we didn't totally um, get time for the, the topic as much as I thought we could dive into it. Like, where have you personally grown the most? Like, and then we talked about your life changing a little bit, but what is it like? What have you learned? What has changed about you? Maybe it's in business. Maybe it's in marketing, but what has changed with you or your knowledge uh, as a result of this? Um, yeah, I think that one of my biggest um, uh, lessons that I've had to learn, one is to learn to, to delegate uh, more, um, even though I think it's important, that's important on, on anything that you're pursuing if you, if you want to be able to grow because, you know, one person can't can do it all. Um, but when it started with the with the with the baking, for example, you know, you're like you want to make sure that they, you know, the people that are helping you bake or things like that, um, are, I mean, are are making it the same way that 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 you are. Um, but I think for for me, it's been uh, finding uh, a balance between my personal life and and work. Um, that has been. Um, a big lesson that I've had to learn, um, you know, through this through this journey. I think, um, you know, it's it's just something that I continue to to work on uh, on on a on a daily on a daily basis. And and do you do that with purpose and intent? Do you do you have an open mind? I guess would be the the word to use. Like, do you know that you have to learn more every day and 
And how do you learn more about your industry? Do you read? Do you look at YouTube? Or it's just a matter of like just oh, being well, in your business every day? I know, definitely. I think I think in anything that you do, you're constantly uh, learning. I was actually having this conversation with one of my, my daughter's friends a few days ago because you know, they're, they're kids that are just graduating college and they're starting to, to try to figure out what to do with their lives. And I say, you know, we were talking about, it and I said, there are some careers that, uh, you know, push you to continue to learn um, all, all the time. And I think there are some careers that you learn more through, through experience. Uh, and, and the reason why I say that is because when I studied marketing, uh, it was completely different than what it is now. None of the digital existed. So, so, so it's a completely different um, ballpark now. But I do think, uh, in my case, I've, I've had to really learn uh, a lot about um, the, the, the food industry. Um, because even as we talk about um, wholesale, I mean, there, there's so many different aspects or, or little things that I, I had no idea. Um, but I think the most important thing is you have to um, be open about it. I think uh, not be afraid to ask for help. Because I think you know, if you don't know something, um, ask the people that that know how to. And and even I do see that um, through other entrepreneurs that um, I've had the opportunity to share with, and um, I, I get flattered sometimes. They they ask and they ask and they and they look for recommendations or, or for guidance in some way, which I'm always happy to share, um, you know, the things that have worked for me or what we're, what I'm doing. But I think every day it's a, it's a, it's a learning, it's a learning curve. I think, um, you know, you have to be open also to switch things around in the sense that as much as we have a plan, obviously. And I think when you start a business, you obviously have your business plan, you have your idea, you have your goals and, uh, but be open to things that, that, you know, or opportunities that show up on, you know, during the process and, and be able to adapt and, and move and, and, and grow from, from, from there. So, I mean, as you've grown, obviously you're doing more and more things. How do you, how do you decide how to source your products? Like, where do you get it from? Is it, you just use one of the normal broadliners, like a U.S. Foods or a Cisco, like, because I've got to imagine you're now a growing business. You're you're pulling in more volumes. You're probably trying to get deals and better deals on your your ingredients. And I don't know how you get your ingredients or, or how you know private they are and special they are to you guys. But how do you how do you go about doing that? How do you go about doing it now? Yeah. So that was one of the things. Obviously, when we started, we were buying out of a grocery store. We were buying basically of a, of a, you know Walmart or like. Um, or any of the you know big uh, memberships like Sam's, Costco, that that type of thing. But as we start growing, we definitely had to start outsourcing and you know looking at um and at, you know the different companies start looking, comparing prices from one place to the other, um, and starting to learn. And that's one thing that it's been part of the learning process is how to um, lower our costs to make you know our product more profitable. Um, because we're in an industry where we have a lot of uh, commodities in the sense that, you know, we use like sugar or eggs or things like that, that are constantly like, um, you know, the cost is constantly varying. Um, so those are all things that we, I've had to learn uh, about and, and, and learn to, to, out, to outsource and, and, and constantly be researching. 
I agree with you 100% uh, on that. And it's as a growing business, it's always hard to figure out like when is the right time to expand your horizons or, or search for a better deal. I think um, it's like this old saying, always be hiring and, and always be looking for good sources for your product um, or ingredients. It's just one of those things. So I agree with that uh, completely. How? Yeah, I think that's something that, that you continue. I mean, it's it's a it's a daily it's a daily thing. I don't think it's just you you arrive to to one answer and and that's it. I think we you know we continue to have to look into that every every day. Yeah, I love it. So let's talk about like what's been your favorite memory of your business. Like, when's like the if you look back, like what's the day or the time that you're just like, wow, that was a really good memory or a really good time or that really solidified my business or had let me know I was doing the right thing. Like what's your favorite memory or memories of being in your business? Wow. Um, I, I don't, I don't think there's just one, one memory. I think I have so many, so many good memories. I think that, um, the thing that touches me the most is when I, I, I hear from our customers, just like you were raving about our cakes right now. Uh, when they come and they are so excited and you know they tell you how much they love your product and I think that to me is something that touches me uh, a lot uh, I think one memory that really like I remember that kind of like brought tears to my eyes was um, we were promoting at uh, the US Open here at the Hard Rock Stadium and it was, we were in the media booth and, and we had different people from media reaching out trying our product and um, they were all like raving about it and blown away. But on my way home, I get a call from one of the reporters or the people that were in media. And the guy just took time of his day to call me up. And he was like, Mo, I just wanted to let you know, I just shared one of your cakes with my wife. And I just want to say, keep it up. You have something special. You're doing a great job. And it was just a call to like, kind of like, like give me encouragement and 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 letting me know that I was doing something right and how special my product was to him. And I remember I, I touched my day because I was like, you know, this person doesn't really know me, and just to take out, uh, time out of his busy day just to give me a call to let me to let me know this, it was something that meant a lot to me. Um, and I think those are the things that kind of like keep you going on a daily on a daily on a daily basis, um, especially when we do. Um, events or, or where a festival or a promotion where we have that direct contact with um, with the with the public uh, and you see people's reactions I think that's something that fills me up with energy and, and, and it lets me know that we're doing something right I think that that's I think I agree with you on that I think that um, the feedback from the consumers are just I mean just like I just gave you it's just got to be outstanding I can't imagine I mean I'm sure there's people that are picky here and there but or just have a bad experience which is you can't help things like that sometimes from happening but you can learn from them so or or, or when you see sometimes when you see uh, somebody that's skeptical or Obviously, a lot of people always come and they tell me, oh, I bake this or I, I do that. And I always say, I think everybody has a recipe that it's a gold winner in the, in the sense that uh, that it's special and everybody raves about. And it's just um, how you go about it and what you do with it that, that makes a difference. 
I agree. Um, which really leads me to the next question is like, talk to me about your support system, because obviously you've, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, there can be hard days and uh, there's stuff like that. So, and when you're starting a business, you know, I generally find that good entrepreneurs or, or developing entrepreneurs have a good support system, people supporting them or encouraging them. Talk to me a little bit about that, like the, the people that are rooting for you that have helped you sort of or believed in you during this process. Yeah, I think that um, I do come from a from a big family and they're all very supportive. I must say sometimes there is um, people that are supportive, but at the same time, they, they don't believe it until until you're actually doing it. Um, because at the, at the beginning, I did get a little bit of um, of resistance, I, I'd say, in the sense that um, coming from, you know, a big corporate job or um, having uh, that stability uh, to, you know, to start this whole um, endeavor, it was something that not necessarily everybody could, could see. Um, but like I said, my daughter has been the number one, the number one uh, cheerleader and supportive, uh, my brother, my sisters. So I do have a, 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 a big team uh, around me that supports me. Um, and I think that's key. But I think at the same time, uh, you have to learn to follow your gut and to listen to yourself uh, because, you know, not necessarily people share your vision, your dream or your passion, uh, you know, when, when you start in a, in a journey like this one. I think that um, the, uh, pe- other people's fear can can be come across uh, to us and we think it's criticism of us or their fear. We take it on sometimes. And I always entrepreneurs that I mentor and coach, I'm always like, don't let other people's fears become your fear. Uh, I think that's one of the big things. But also at the same time, you know, always root for yourself, believe in yourself ultimately and love yourself because without that, it doesn't really, nothing really happens. And also when people do encourage you or do root for you, make sure you receive it. Because I think we get used to also not receiving criticism or or receiving it through a perspective or a lens. So we tweak it how it benefits us and it's for us, but we can also, um, and I'm not saying you do this, but I I am saying that sometimes we cannot receive good reviews or people rooting for us or stuff like that. And we can be very humble, but I, I encourage people to really take that in because you need those days. You need those memories and those, those positivity in your life. And you sometimes need to draw back on them during your harder days or when things aren't going your way. So, um, but I would say in Miami, things are going your way. You guys have Lionel Messi for your MLS team at Inner Miami, so yeah. that, that is like a big win there. So, I mean, they. Well, I'm, for, I'm fortunate to be in a city like Miami where there's something going on every every day for sure. Yeah, I know you guys had um, the Formula One race there recently. You got Lionel Messi going there, and a lot of other soccer stars there. Um, you have the Miami Heat, and obviously you yep. have great weather all year round. Um, at least for the most now, part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is hot. Uh, but it's really cool. So as we sort of start wrapping up the episode here, um, Mo, how do you define success? Like how do you, in your business, what, what is it that you feel uh, gives you success? Um, obviously, we talk about profitability, but I mean, really, how do you define success for your business? 
I think that, that the most important thing, I think success is something that you, you're accomplishing. I, I try to measure success, uh, you know, in a lot of little things, not necessarily, I don't think it's one thing that you just accomplished. I think there's a lot of little successes and I do try to uh, focus on every, every time we reach a goal or every time we, we accomplish something, it's a success for us. Uh, but more, more than anything, it has to be um, that I'm enjoying what I'm doing that I'm, you know, having fun, fun with it. Uh, like you said, obviously, where it's all about profitability. But I think one, one, one of the beauties that I found through this uh, journey is that I, I started out of the of the passion, not out of people's reactions, and wanting to, um, to do something to somehow create joy for people, especially because when I started with all of that, we were, you know, as a, a, the world was going through such a such a hard time as the as the pandemic, but I think success is um, every time I accomplish or achieve one of the goals that I've set up for me. That's um, that's part of uh, you know a little milestone, a little you know success that that we accomplished. I I just don't think it's just a destination. You know, I think we we have to continue to work and um, and push ourselves to be better every day. And I think every time you reach something, you want to do some, you want to do something, something more. So, um, I, I think my, my, my biggest, uh, uh, success, I mean, our success for me is, um, just seeing people's reactions and people accepting our product and, uh, for us to continue to, to be able to continue the, to grow the brand. Um, you know, but I think there's lots of, lots of ways to go still. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything you want to share that maybe we missed today or that we didn't discuss? Maybe some of the questions I sent over that you we didn't talk about that or anything you want to say to the audience? I think the, the biggest thing that I could send to everyone, it's, uh, you know, the, the food industry, it's a, it's a very competitive industry. I think that um, there's so many different ways to go about it, but I think there's always um, unique ways to um, to switch things up or to make it your own and, you know, not necessarily try to do what other people are doing, find, find your niche or find your, um, you know, your voice. Um, but more than anything, it's follow, follow your, your, your instincts, follow your, your, you know, your gut. Um, I, I, I think I've said it before and I continue to say it. I think we all have that, um, that inner self that guides us through, through the process. Um, to achieve what you know, what we what we want to accomplish, um, and just um, don't give up. If you you know, if you if you believe in what you're doing, just uh, continue, continue to to push through, um, because you start seeing uh, little signals everywhere when you're heading in the right direction. I agree with you, um, and. Like, just give me an example. Like, how do you know, like, what are those signals for you or what is happening in your life that you know you're moving in the right direction? Um, it's a little bit specific. Sorry to put you under pressure there. <laughs> no, I think that um, there's just, uh, and I think I mentioned edible arrangements before because I think that was a turning point for, for, for me from the beginning. Um, you know, we were literally still basically baking out of, uh, out of the kitchen when, you know, uh, a big company like, like Edible, um, reached out to us. And 
I think from the beginning, that was like a, a, a signal, like, you know, you're on the right track, continue to grow from there, because that pushed me immediately to do a big jump. And um, it started helping us to create brand awareness nationwide and be able to reach, um, you know, areas that I didn't even think that, you know, we, we would be um, reaching. Um, but I think that um, every time, you know, we get um, somebody reaching out about a specific opportunity or, or things like that, um, that allows to, to steer the business in a different, in, in a different way. Uh, I think those are all signals, or I take them as, as signals uh, for me. Awesome. Where can they find you online? How do they order bunt cakes from you? Uh, let's talk about all that. Yes. Yeah, so online, they can find us at mostbuntcakes.com, and that's M O S B U N B T cakes with an S at the end dot com. Um, they can find us in social media at mostbuntcakes as well. Um, you can find us at Amazon through Amazon store, uh, for, through most bun cakes, um, also through edible arrangements, um, Eve, Grubhub, all those, all those platforms. So there's many ways that you can find us online. And if they're interested in wholesaling with you or a company that's out there, how do they go about, uh, building that wholesale? Cause you talked about releasing and maybe you don't have all the details together yet, but I'm just want to make sure I lay that out for the audience since we do have so many food entrepreneurs out there that could benefit from buying your product wholesale. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they can reach out to us directly. They can write to info at mostbuncakes.com um, and reach out to me to, to me directly or, or one of our team members, and we'd be happy to provide information. Um, we do sell the bun cakes in the four different sizes and different packaging um you know, options. Um, so depending what the business is or what the, what the, um, the type of business that they, they want, we're happy to work with them to, to make it happen. We ship nationwide all over the U S. Um, so, so yeah, feel free to, to reach out. Thank you very much, Mo. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your patience. Um, and the little delay we had this morning, uh, cause I ran over on the last recording. So no worries. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for, you know, uh, believing in our product and what we're doing and for allowing me to share uh, a little bit of my journey, my story with, uh, with your, with your audience. Yeah, we're definitely going to get back on for part three because I'm going to sure I'll have questions after this. And as your business grows, I want to continue to tell your story and I definitely want to continue to tell your story, maybe even from your daughter's perspective and, and have the both of you come on and do one of these at some point, because I think that would be pretty cool to hear how she does things in her mindset and, and your partnership together there. Uh, I think that would be cool. As oh, an that, that, yeah, that, that, would, that would be lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'll reach out to you about that for sure. Um, everyone in the audience, if you like this episode um, and you like Moe's, uh, please comment on the episodes wherever you're listening to us on whatever platform whether it's spotify or any of the other um syndications we do um please leave a comment a positive one or give it five stars it helps the episode it helps mo get her story out there and the message so other entrepreneurs can benefit from it or any individual out there thinking about being an entrepreneur it also obviously benefits the show uh we you know, the entrepreneurs come on here for free. They give their story. They tell their story. Obviously, they're trying to get their name and their reputation and their products out to the world. But also, really, why they come on this show in particular 
is to benefit the other food entrepreneurs in the world. That is a majority of our audience. It's about uh, 55 to 60% of our audience is food entrepreneurs around the world. The other 40% is just consumers or individuals thinking about being food entrepreneurs. So there are a lot of people consuming the products all over the world out there and trying these restaurants and food products that we talk about on here. And people go to these destinations or travel on the road and, and try it when they can. We have a lot of that. I get a lot of feedback in my DMs about, you know, they're, they've been to blah, blah, blah place in Georgia or they've been to Denver and they've tried this food truck or they're in Nashville right now and they're trying pepper fire chicken or they're seeking out Nash dogs. So it does happen, but really the support of the entrepreneurs on here in their episodes is really important. Like I said, they come on here, they share their stories, they spend a lot of time, they do two, three, four parts sometimes to make sure we're continuing to tell the story and it's not just a snapshot. So please, again, if you're so inclined and you like the show, please subscribe. If you like the episodes or the entrepreneurs on the episode, again, in that episode, you can give comments or stars for that. So I love you guys. Thank you very much. Again, you can find us on Spotify or the other shows we do uh, on Spotify or anywhere else you grow yourself through podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. Uh, we aren't as active on there as we used to be just because we are recording so many episodes and we are preparing uh, for a TV show as well called Foodopia uh, Education Experience Exposure. And we are working on that. So uh, our focus is a little bit away from the social media right now, but we do answer DMs. Uh, you will see us starting to post stuff again uh, as we get into the fall and start a new uh, marketing campaign. So I appreciate everyone's feedback, but that's why uh, things have been a little slower, even for me personally, is we are trying to get this um, Foodopia off the ground, which will eventually be food entrepreneurs in cities all over the world as we travel the world hopefully over 12 years for 18 seasons is the plan uh, and it seems to be happening as we've uh, done the first pilot in Nashville and, and recorded that. It'll also have subcontent. It'll have YouTube subcontent and sub episodes with entrepreneurs on it. It'll be the story of food through the eyes of the entrepreneur from the farms to the entrepreneurs themselves. So that's kind of cool. So I just wanted to give everyone a little plug there. Um, it's not normally what I would do, but I will. I would say that you're going to see what we do here on the podcast with a lot of the entrepreneurs that are on this show. As we move into some of these cities, they will be on that show. Um, and as we get into Miami, obviously, Mo and her bun cakes are hopefully going to be a part of that. So I'm speaking for her a little bit, but that gives the audience an idea <laughs> of what we're talking about here. So we're going to put visualization to it. We're going to be with a major network, and that show will make it out to the world and be uh, streamable across the world as we launch it. So thank you, everyone, for for, for listening. Thank you guys for following. Again, you can find that on Instagram at Foodtopia, T-V-F-O-O-D-T-O-P-I-A, the letter T, the letter V. Uh, if you want to follow it and see... Um, as we start pushing social media out there about the show in August uh, as we're recording this. So thank you again, everyone, for listening in. I appreciate all of you. I love all of you, and we're out. <laughs>